Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Welcome to episode 71 of Strand of Gotham. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to batmanonfilm.com. There's a drop down, uh, Raimi Review, the Batman Book Club, uh, Italians for Spider-Man, this podcast, Strand of Gotham, and many, many, many more are up there for you to uh, just nerd out about. Um, I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I am a senior contributor to Batman on film. I am Peter Arvera. And today we are recording on April 3rd, April 4th, 2022. It's a late night. This isn't SOG after dark. It is our very hope, first, but continue. I hope, I hope you're ready. <laughs> As always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review the show on uh, podcasts, on the uh, iTunes app, uh, then uh, you enter to win our monthly prize pack. Uh, we're going to draw it. Uh, we're going to draw it next week. So you'll hear the winner next week. We'll announce it. We'll let all that stuff simmer to the top and we'll announce the prize for last month. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, just to get those reviews in and you got to be in it to win it. Now, let me introduce you to the man who won the 1974 Massapequa Marshmallow Mouth Stuffing Championship. With a whopping total, a grand total of 88 marshmallows at one sitting. A fellow Batman on film contributor. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the champion of Long Island, Eric Holzman. So you realize that this one must have been in some kind of time machine situation? Why is that? Because I was born in 1976. <sighs> so this had to be, you know. But so you went back in time before you were born to win this champion. Well, that's when it started. So it's this thing you had to like sign up right when it began, or you can't sign up anymore. So you signed up early. Yeah, I had to go back in, in time, time to do this one. And thank God for um. Did you Endgame. have a DeLorean? Thank God for Endgame because that taught no, me Endgame style really. That taught me how to do it, and I was able to go back and. And now, why it, marshmallows? Like, why do you love marshmallows so much that you had to shove it in your mouth? Um, because they're kind of easy to eat and they kind of melt. They have a nice melty sensation <laughs> that happens. You like things melting in your mouth. So, well, M and M's, right? M and M's melt in your mouth, not your hands. That's been there, there okay. forever. So, you know, like that type of candy. Yeah. I, who doesn't? Who doesn't like M and M's? No marshmallows. Oh well, yeah, but okay. You forgot marshmallows. marshmallow. I don't marshmallow. Are marshmallows candy? Yeah, it's totally candy. Are they? Sugar. I don't think they're candy. That's candy. That's definitely candy. I don't know what I would consider them. Definitely candy. You I wouldn't call marshmallows so. candy. Hmm. It's not in the candy aisle. Where is it? It's usually on the baking aisle. There's so, yeah, but there's always chocolate and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I can get it, but it's still candy. 
I don't know about that. I'm, we're gonna have to look that up. I'm not sure, Mark. Not that it matters. It doesn't matter. You don't think it's sweet goodness, Marshall. regardless. Yeah. So. Stay puffed. Yeah, the smaller ones are easier. The miniatures, they're easier to do. Okay. So. All right. All right. There you go. <laughs> so yes, Nobody's it is April fourth, guys. Uh, it's we are recording this at twelve thirty four a.m. So it just turned April fourth. So. On April 3rd, the Grammys were on. And I just really quickly, if anyone watched the Grammys, it was actually a pretty pretty good show. I know, Pete, you were working, so you couldn't. But Anything crazy happened? No, no. There was no slaps in this one. No one well, got slapped on stage. So. <laughs> so, I mean, anything. But it was, I mean, I haven't watched the Grammys as much as this year. As much as I had did this year. I was just sitting around the house and it was on, so I just had it on. Mm. The performances were pretty, pretty good. I have to say, but um, I I just felt really old at certain points because I had no idea who some of these people were. Like, oh, I, look at my life. <laughs> I mean, the rest, the rap performance, Baby Keem. Who the hell is that? I have no idea who he is. I have but no idea either. He won. So what was his song? I don't know. He it's one with Kendrick Lamar. I didn't even know the song. I know he, he apparently he's Kendrick Lamar's Kendrick cousin. Okay. Well, interesting. I don't know. But my favorite thing about the night was, see, I felt old because then Nas came on. and Oh, as, really? That's awesome. Yes, as a big hip-hop fan as I am and a huge Nas fan, uh, it was awesome to see him come on. He did a medley. He did one mic, made you look. That's cool. That's um, cool. Yeah, he did He did a nice little medley of his songs, and it was really cool to, to see Nas on stage. Uh, for a guy who's in his 50s, and they kept showing pictures of him when he was younger, he really does, he really has aged well. And so has Lenny Kravitz, man. He performed with her on the show too. Mm-hmm. And man, that guy has not changed in 25 years. What did he years. perform? Huh? What songs did he perform? Well, he did, they did her and him. That's funny. Her and Lenny Kravitz did Are You Gonna Go My Way? Okay, cool. So um, that was cool to hear that. I mean, she's so talented. It was fantastic. But uh, it was a really cool show. I just wanted to put that out there because it's fresh in my mind. We just I just watched. I saw it. Lady Gaga's gown and it looked pretty good. I was like, wow. Yeah, I love Gaga. I'm, like, you know, I'm sorry, Nico. Sorry, <laughs> I, I do love Gaga. She was she was great. She did her um two of the songs that she recorded with Tony Bennett. Obviously, Tony Bennett has Parkinson's and he's or Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and he's you know he couldn't come perform. He did introduce her. Uh, it was a little bit of a moment for me. My dad was a big Tony Bennett fan, so anytime anyone performs any kind of music that my dad liked, I tear up and. It, I was crying a little bit. It was kind of, kind of a moment for me. But uh, very good perform, very good show compared to what we got last week at the Academy Awards. This show was much, much better done and much, um, just really, really fun to watch. So just want to throw that out there really quickly as we start the show today. Uh, so yeah, well, let's just jump into stuff. We have a nice slate of topics to discuss with you guys, and we're gonna start right off the bat with um. Probably the biggest story that came out in the last week, and that's, of course, Ezra Miller getting arrested in Hawaii, uh, which is another, I mean, just another thing about this guy. Uh, he's been awkward. Um, he's had all these weird run-ups. Remember that thing with that girl where he apparently choked her or slapped her, and she seemed to be laughing, and we all thought, oh, it was just this playful thing. Um, nothing ever happened from that. And then we get this story now. Uh, where he was arrested for harassing people at a bar, first of all, 
while they're doing karaoke and kind of being belligerent towards them. Then he broke into some people's house and oh, uh, I, I don't know if it was a house. I think it was like uh, wherever they were staying. I think they were vacationing. Yeah, so this is their bedroom, and then he threatened them and yeah. But so now he had a temporary restraining order filed against him. Uh, dude, this guy has Fantastic Beats Secrets of Dumbledore coming out this coming week. Then obviously, for what we're mostly concerned about is the Flash. Now we know it's not coming out till next June. Um, so first off the bat, this is obviously this is not anything new with this guy. Do you think he has the substance abuse thing? Do you think I have no idea what he has or what's going on? But uh, he needs definitely needs to just get it under control. However, he needs to do that, and whatever the the Ezra Miller team uh, thinks is the best way, I, you know that's. That's what's got to be done because he's uh, he's kind of fallen off the deep end a few times here, and it's kind of uh, it's it's a little like whoa, dude, slow down. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, as in term, I don't know though. Like honestly, like outs, is Ezra Miller like popular enough? Honestly, like I, I I'm gonna say no to like, just everyone's gonna be like oh god, oh Ezra. You know, like I just is he that popular? Honestly, like he's been in Justice League twice. Neither of them was a big hit. But, you know, as good as the second one is, mm-hmm. as, as good as the second first Justice League is, you know, like it's like, is like is Fantastic Beasts like that? I know it's Harry Potter stuff. I don't pay attention to that. So, like, has that taken off? Is that like gigantically huge? Well, um, no, the first the two movies, where, Fantastic okay. Beasts have been kind of disappointing. Okay, so like still, he's so, another, another bunch of movies where he's like, he doesn't have like this raging fan base. You know, it's not like this Johnny Depp stuff. No, mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously he's not that level of a star. That's so insane. it's not a, it's not a big. I mean, it's I not a big. I don't think it'll affect the movie with the GA. I just think it's something for families to talk about and probably Ezra to worry about. Like, does he have? You know, he could easily be recast, right? Like, let's be honest. Like, it's just that's Hollywood, right? Like, he can be recast if he's like a headache for Warner Brothers, right? I think he could be recast in the future. I don't think now. I think this movie. No, is no, done. no, not now. But yeah. like after, like, like if we get like Flash two and yeah. Ezra Miller's recast, Ezra Miller loses his job to some other actor and they recast Flash. Okay, they'll right. be. Like, oh, I don't know. Explain it in the first ten minutes. We're like, <laughs> oh, again, Barry did this. He changed the timeline and now he looks different. Like there you go, fine. It's fl- it's so flashy. It's it's believable and like whatever. Like okay, like sorry, you screwed up and you know like I don't know. You just can't be doing that stuff, man. Like right. That's. It's a pattern of behavior with him, right? Like it's something yeah. that keeps seems seems to so. keep happening with him. I mean, luckily for the film side of it, he has they have a year now uh, where they can get him right, get him better, whatever they have to do. But I'm sure, I'm like I said to you guys in our chat group that, that I'm sure they had a come to Jesus meeting with him at Warner Brothers, where they were like, "All right, dude, listen, you know, you have all these events, you need to get yourself together because." Yeah. Oh yeah. The Especially Flash. Like, is he the star of Fantastic Beasts? No, no, no. Um, Jude Law is the star. He plays the younger Dumbledore in okay. the Fantastic Beasts, and Eddie Redmayne is a big character in it as well. Even though his star's kind of fallen in the past okay. few years, so but he is the star of the Flash. Like exactly. So yeah, exactly. no, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. but you know, at the same time, you know. We'll see what happens, but I, I don't think this is going to... I honestly don't think this is going to affect the movie either way. Either of them. Yeah, I, I I don't think it'll affect Fantastic Beasts too much, because like you said, he's not the lead of that one. The Flash, Flash? it I think could... Like, eh, I think by the time Flash comes out, right. 
there's enough times passed, so maybe right. they maybe they lucked out here with this uh, this horrible WB delay, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> remember that one? Like, oh, maybe it's like, oh, thank God it got delayed because now Ezra's no, Pete. They knew they knew he was going to get arrested. That's, That's why, they, why they pushed it, it back. I, I mean, I hope to God nobody said that. Hope <laughs> 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 to God nobody said that. But um, it's just it's you know, hey, look, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm still looking forward to the Flash. Of course, uh, I. I Whatever this fantastic movie movie is, I'm I, I can care less. But for those of you who are going to go see it, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope Ezra kicks ass. But yeah, he's got definitely got to get under control here. <laughs> right. So that's really the main thing I think for me is, dude, get your life together. Uh, he's a talented actor. He has a lot in front of him. If you would just, you know, get get his as we say, get his shit together. That's probably the best way to put it. Uh, just, dude, just realize this. You have a moment now, like. You're not too far off. You haven't done anything so terrible that people, you know, that's really bad to yourself or to anybody. Uh, so, you know, use this opportunity now to, to you know, as a wake up call and just get your stuff together. That's it. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be fine. So we have a bunch of casting news. Let's, let's just run through this cause it's all DC related. Eric's casting couch. So yeah, I got to create, we should create a, we're going oh, to cre- no. create a drop for casting. We're going to have to do a drop because we do a lot of casting stuff on the well, show. So. I guess so. So let's 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 get some kind of theme to put into the show for casting. We'll talk. We're producing on on air, guys. So let's do this. Um. So first, everyone loves Sharon Stone, right? Who doesn't love Sharon Stone? So she's in early talks to play villain Victoria Court in DC's Blue Beetle. Um, oh yeah, okay. right. So as we know, there's a Blue Beetle coming out. Zolo Maraduena is playing it. The guy who from Cobra Kai, he's playing Jaime Reyes. So this is another casting. Um, obviously, a famous Academy Award winning actress. Uh, so pretty cool. They keep filling this thing out with more and more people. We knew that George Lopez got added to the show. Uh, so another guy. Um, sorry, movie. So another famous guy that people know. So now we have Sharon, um, Sharon Stone, which is pretty cool. Uh, to a project like this, I think it's going to need names to get, draw more people. So what do you think, Pete? Uh, I mean, I think Sharon Stone is a name that draws people in. I guess. And what's his name? Um, George Lopez. Right. Like, I think he's a, he's a big name too. There, there's definitely some names in here. It's kind of, it kind of it gives you some kind of like early vibes of, uh, Oh, and who else did they just cast? Doesn't he just, wasn't he just voicing like Gomez Adams? Oh, what was his name? Hold on. Um, uh, what was that for? Blue name? Beetle. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot his name. I don't know. But the, you can get like early vibes of like, oh, seventy-eight. They, they surround the actor playing Jaime or burn a bunch of guys. He right. begins as like that. Man of Steel's like that. You know, uh, uh, to an extent, I guess you could say Spider-Man ones are like that too. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, like, okay, cool. Like this, it, it, and she's playing Victoria Cord. Yes. So it's like, how does that tie into Ted Cord? You know, like, how does this entire like ties into the original Beatles? So it's like, okay, well, where is he? So he's out there somewhere. Maybe he's missing. Maybe that's why she's investigating because it's like, who's this new Blue Beetle? What's going on? I thought she took care of the last one. Like, it could be crazy. Maybe she's looking for a Blue Beetle. Like, I have no idea. It it, it could be a, a a bunch of different things. Um, but it says she's the villain. So. Just, right, and it know, says that she, it, it does say she's a new character created for the movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah, see. I just yeah, you know, I'm just curious to see what her ties are to uh, Blue Beetle. 
yeah. So this is this is pretty cool news. Again, every time we hear more, every time like we said this in the past, every time we hear more people being cast in things, we feel good about it actually happening. So, <laughs> so this is another good step for Blue Beetle. And uh, on the smaller screen, I guess a little bit of the smaller screen, um, you and I are both fans of DC Star Girl, mm-hmm. and we know in season two, um, what Jade, right, Green Lantern's daughter, Jade, yes. Jade is it was added to the cast well apparently they're also adding her brother todd rice um who plays obsidian yeah um, i can never pronounce that so good for you (laughs) and he's also the son of alan scott so he he has also been added to the show and tim gabriel Um, will be playing him so another big bit of casting news for a show that has grown it really has it's a very good show if people aren't watching it you should definitely check are you are you caught up are you up to date? With Not Star completely. Girl? I'm Where a little bit behind the season two, but okay. Um, yeah. I love it. I've been telling you guys about it for years. You know, I'm glad you guys listen to me and watch that. I mean, I wish you guys would listen to me and watch Batwoman, <laughs> but you guys listen to me and watch Star Girl, and I love Star Girl. I thought it was really great. I thought that what they did with Jade was really cool. Um, even Donnie over at uh, uh, Emerald Dewey has loved what he saw from there, so that's exciting. Uh, and it was just cool because they've been teasing Green Lantern for a while. They've been teasing Flash for a while too, so it was cool. You know, John Wesley ship and all that jazz. So, like that stuff's great. Um, and it's you know you've been kind of waiting, and it's like, oh man, what are they doing? Like, I guess they're saving Green Lantern for last, so we'll see. Uh, he's got both his kids there, so I imagine Alan Scott can't be far behind. Maybe right. a season behind, maybe next season, season after this. You know what I'm saying? Like, but um, really pumped, really excited. Just to, it, you know, uh, when uh, <laughs> I sitting comes back, it's usually kind of emotional. Things are kind of heavy with the hearts and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how they play this out. Uh, we'll see what this means for Jade. Hopefully, Jade will become more of a mainstay. Uh, hopefully, she'll be around a lot more. She'll have more appearances. You know that, that that's uh, something I can ha- kind of hope for. I thought the young actress who played Jade was great. Um, just really excited. Can't wait. You know, it's it's, it, it's cool because it's one of the better shows. You know, it's definitely production value. It's up there with Superman and Lois. Like, you I agree. See, you you can see the HBO in there. Yeah, I definitely agree. About the show overall, um, I do know that this character Obsidian also um has turned bad in the comics, right? So, oh yeah, he might be... saying, it's like things yeah. get heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a big deal. He's a big deal. He just is. You know, he's a huge character in terms of like just that family dynamic and what they bring to DC lore. Like Alan Scott's family is very. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. This is actually pretty. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is a very, very, very cool, uh, cool development. And again, um, that means that we're getting more Stargirl anyway. So yeah, which is the best part. Exactly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to see how it plays out. I do know, and, and the part of the season two that I am, and I know that they've mentioned Todd a few times, um, during the season. So this is just kind of confirming that he's out there and he's actually going to be on the show. So that's pretty damn cool. Grundy's um, on the show. Well, yeah, Grundy. Grundy was on the show in the first season. <laughs> yeah, Grundy. Grundy's a big part of uh, Star Girl, which is great to see because you yeah. know we love we we love Grundy around here. We do. He's 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 in the song, and we we alert him when he gets loose. So. <laughs> well, we alert everyone else. <laughs> yes, alert everyone else. My Grundy friend. is loose, so we let everyone know when he's out. So, and we kind of catch him. We we're we're kind of responsible for catching him when he gets out. So, just putting that out there as well. 
All right, so sticking in the CW, we know we've been talking about it in the last few weeks. Gotham Knights, of course, is is a show that is coming up. It's also mm-hmm. from the writers of Pete's favorite show, Bat- Batwoman. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so they have, <laughs> they have added a new cast member um, or a new person who is playing a cast member. Apparently, I didn't know that they had already cast her, but apparently the actress stepped out who was supposed to play Stephanie Brown, I'm talking about, and Anna Lore will be playing her going forward did they already cast her yeah apparently this is yeah. a recast I it says yeah it says laura's going to be joining article? the cast of gotham knights in a role that will see her as the leading character stephanie brown the actress nabbed the part as a replacement for a different performer who for whatever reason wasn't able to carry through so she's they from... never announced it though no it was never announced interesting okay well i'm still excited to see stephanie brown i'm pumped for this like i love stephanie she's one of my favorite sidekicks all time like she just is spoiler robin yeah. uh batgirl yeah part of batgirls part two 2.0 whatever you want to call her and her and kane um i'm all, I, I think it's great uh this show really sounds interesting because i've it's it's far enough in like elseworlds territory where like bruce wayne has this adoptive son who's adopted adopted son who is not necessarily a robin right. and it's really it's very interesting stuff um so i was like okay what's going on here so like i'm you know i have a lot of you know like i said just interested you know yeah this is um this show does seem to be coming together pretty in a pretty cool way like we keep talking about it, so we're getting this and we're getting a video game, so it's going to be cool to have this kind of this. They're so different, though. Like They couldn't be more different. They have the same name, but they couldn't be more different. Right. I just mean to have this property in our minds. We're getting a lot of it right at, at within the next year and a year and a half. We'll be getting a lot of this this Gotham Knights property. So it'll be, it'll be in two different forms. Like you said, you'll have the game and you'll have this where it'll be different. So it's going to be fun. Apparently, she's also she was also on Doom Patrol. Yeah, um, I don't remember this girl on Doom Patrol, but I don't know yeah, how many roles she had. I didn't either. I think, oh God. What season was it? Well, it's, it's funny. In the the article, this is the Collider article, they show a picture of her playing the part on Doom Patrol. And I remember the picture, but I can't remember the name. She's one of, I swear she's one of Jane's crazy hallucination people. Yeah. Yeah. So... She's also from the show All American. I've never watched that show, but so we have a Stephanie Brown now. Again, we thought we had one and we didn't even know she was cast. There we go. <laughs> and now we have one officially. So that's another bit of casting news from the CW moving forward. Oh, I remember her. Right. Yes, I remember that episode. Jane's sitting in the field. They're talking. Right. Yeah. Oh, I remember her. Yeah, she was good in that. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. That's right. great. I'm even more confident now. Yeah, so she's she's familiar with with DC, which is good. It's always nice to have actors. Oh, she's but... an actor. She'll she'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she'll be fine. She's an actor. So, all right. So let's move from the small screen to the big screen now. And of course, we know that one of our one of the movies that I think both of us are are really looking forward to is the sequel to Shazam, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Yeah, as we yeah. know, it's been moved from next summer to the end of this year. It's actually the December spot now for um, for DC. It's a December film, and director David Sandberg was talking about um the movie and certain things about it. And someone asked, uh, "Would he want to do another superhero kind of like Superman?" So Sandberg's response was this. At one point, I would have said Superman, but when there are so many different expectations in hardcore fans, you're going to piss off so many people no matter what you do. 
Seeing how people react to things like The Last Jedi makes me want to stay away from things like that. Shazam was perfect that there hadn't been that many adaptations before. There are still people who think it was done wrong, but it was on a manageable level. So this is a, this was a weird answer for me because I often think that if any director had a chance to direct to do Superman, they would jump at the chance, right? Like this is Superman is one of those properties that for sure is going to draw at least some people. You know that, um, but it's it's interesting now that these uh, these directors really care about how these um, superhero films come out. Uh, so Pete, when you read that, what did you think? What was your reaction to the Sandberg saying he, he would, would have done it, but now he doesn't want to because of fan backlash. He's he, he, he knows what it's like to deal with zaddies. (laughs) That's exactly what this means. He goes, I know what zaddies do on Twitter and I don't want any part of it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's kind of how I read it. Well, it's weird for me. He brought up The Last Jedi, which, as you know, too, was a very polarizing film for Star Wars fans. And Star Wars mm. fandom is just That's what I've heard 20 times worse. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So it was. But I and, get it. Shazam's small. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. It'd be like, I don't know. His next movie would be like Plastic Man. It'd be somebody like that. You know, I don't even I don't even think it would be Green Lantern. It'd be like oh, smaller no. scale. Plastic Man would be cool. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I agree. Yeah, I'd be thinking that Plastic Plastic Man would be cool. Pretty cool thing. I'm just though. saying, like, yeah. that's why she said, like, Shazam works worked because he's like he's a, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, he's kind of an unknown. Yes, I mean, right? like, uh, you know, he had that TV show back right. in the day, but like, how yeah. long ago was that? I was a kid. I remember so, watching it as a kid. I don't even know if it was made when I was a kid, but like I he's popular it. enough to the point where, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's like it definitely resonates with people for a reason, right? Like, it's just it's not as big as probably it's not it's not as big as like say Batman is, right? Or even you know, well, of course not. But like, but he resonates with enough people to the point where like Captain Marvel Shazam is like a he he you know he can he can move right that word and, and stuff. The word Shazam. obviously Shazam is what he says to turn into mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel. Um, that word, I, as even as a kid, and I was again, this wasn't a huge thing. I remember that being the word, and I always thought that was the name of the character. I didn't know. Interesting, interesting. It was a, it was Captain Marvel until I got a little older. But so, that's like you know, I would imagine Sandberg would probably want to do a, if he wants to a character smaller like that. But like it makes sense. Like look, look what these guys go through when they, <laughs> even through people on Twitter right now making up these crazy things about the Batman's a flop and all. <laughs> like, dude, would it have made this much money if it was a solo Batfleck movie? I'm like, are these guys really serious right now? <laughs> Someone also um tried to make a comparison to from Morbius to the Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> I don't like these guys on Twitter are crazy, like, man. What are you doing? Like, come on, man. So I don't know. So yeah, I get why he doesn't want to deal with it. Like, I don't want to deal with these crazy zaddies coming at me. And I'm well. Like, it's funny he specifically mentioned also in this this article Justice League, <laughs> which I laughed because he said it'd be too big for him and there's too much expectations for it. But I think after what just happened with Justice League, it was funny that he brought that out. That that doing that kind of a film, I think it's just him being real. He's like, yo, that's way more ambitious than I ever really want to be. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think that's good on him for knowing his limits. Like, hey, look, I ain't trying to get involved in all that. 
I agree. I don't know if Superman, I mean, even though I guess, but maybe. I think he would make a great, I think he's a great director. Like yeah. I like his Annabelle movies. I liked his, I love Shazam. Right. Um, I love lights out. Like he yeah. hasn't made a movie. I don't like, or I necessarily agree. love. Uh, so like I'm down for more David F. Sandberg, regardless of what it is. Oh, I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, with him as a director. Like I totally down if he wanted to he did want to tackle Superman film, I would have been for it. If he wanted to do Batman, I'd let him do it. To be yeah. honest. I mean not now, but like, you know, if it was like, Hey, look, our franchise is struggling, we got David F. Sandberg to direct Batman, I'd be like, Oh, dude, that's gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just interesting. I I, I hope other directors I hope there will be a director that will take a shot at directing a Superman film. Um obviously we're getting one with It'll happen, Jordan's man. It's going to yeah. happen. Like, yeah. Faith, Alfred, faith. So, ah, <laughs> oh, there's a line from Justice League. Or was it hope? No, it's faith. It was faith, right? I thought they said, all right. Hope is like a river. <laughs> <laughs> so, staying on the big screen, we got word that Batgirl has wrapped filming. Yes. Um, so that is cool. Obviously, we know it won't be coming until after next summer now because the Flash has moved there. So that's uh, fine. I'm down for that. I'm patient. I got time. Right. So Leslie Grace posted a a photo on on Instagram where it was her in the Batgirl costume, mm. which I thought was cool for the rap. Uh, so that's pretty cool, right? Like it's something that we're waiting I'm for. Pumped. As well. Aren't you pumped? That's more. I mean, I, that's more Keaton Batman, right? Like, come on. If that if if, the, if that movie's wrapped, it means Keaton's done his stuff, right? Exactly. That's what it so, should mean. Yeah. So that means all that really got leaked were those couple of images of a stuntman. I know. All right. Cool. That's good. That's good. I think that's real good. Yes. So. So we'll see what happens, and uh, we know that. Um, this will come out after the flash and we're officially in post. So, so that's great. I mean, the original plan I believe was like one month after. So I think you could say one month after the flash hits theaters, Batgirl will be on HBO max. Right. I, and I'm starting to wonder if, if that had anything to do with them pushing back the date. So every time something happens, I'm just like, okay, I wonder if that's part of. Well, it seems like this is right. what HBO Max is going to become, which is like, we have a hit movie. We're going to have a, we're going to try to get a hit TV show going at the same time. Right. So I think we'll see Oswald. Yeah. Oswald will probably be the exception because it's not going to happen right now. Arkham, the Arkham show. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, it, is going to do that. They're going to do, you know, oh, that's also been a while. But they're making TV shows off their movies. Well, TV shows, I guess, streaming shows. Yeah. I don't know what to call it now. You play it on the TV, it's a TV show. <laughs> um, So we'll see. Yeah, so it's pretty, that's, again, that's good news. Um, There also is a little bit of a, of a tidbit here connected to the Batman. Now, of course, uh, we've talked extensively about the Batman, so we're not going to talk much more about it, but... Why not? Why do you not want to talk about the Batman, Eric? We are a little bit here. I said much more. You better. better. We better. I'll talk about the Batman all the time. I love the Batman. (laughs) So, do you... Are you a fan of Scott Snyder's Batman work? Yeah, I like Scott Snyder's Batman. All right. well, someone had asked him what villains he would like to see in a sequel to the Batman. 
And the first one he says, he, well, he first he says he hoped they would use a villain they haven't used yet. And Clayface was the first per, first villain he thought of. So, Pete, we've had Clayface on TV. Uh, so what do you think about Clayface as a villain? Did first? Scott Slater write a Clayface story? I'm looking at my wall. Henry Corvallis, he was big on Joker. He did some Riddler stuff. I don't know. I don't remember. I had to go digging deep. I know Clayface appeared in like these other new 52 books. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. That would be cool. I don't know if Matt Reeves is ready to do Clayface. I just, I don't think that's, I just, for some reason, just didn't, you know, between seeing the Joker, the Riddler and Cat, you know, like I, I didn't think Clayface. Were you like, were you thinking Clayface? No, I, just because of the type of character he is, um, I don't know if it would work in this universe. Uh, I mean, what's a character that they haven't used that you would want to see? I know Ryan Lauer would say Egghead. I say. I said Hugo Strange. Uh, okay, I think that, but I'm wondering if we're going to get him in that Arkham show. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always wanted to see, like, I don't know if I no. brought this up before, though, like a Mad Hatter movie, kind of like Taken. That would work, but I don't know. That's as dark as they want to go. That would work. The other one that um, Snyder mentioned, which shouldn't be no surprise, was Court of Owls. Um, yeah, and, that'd be interesting. I know yeah. Garrett would love that. Yeah, well, I think that would be awesome too. That would be a very, very. Cool Are you a big Court of Owls fan? I am. It's a very, okay. very cool arc. Uh, I like the story. So, I also think, like I said, I automatically put my brain in. Okay, we have this Batman universe mm-hmm. now, and I, we know what it's like. So, what would work um, in that world? It would and, be interesting to see a Court of Owls. That would be very detectivey for Matt Reeves. Right. And um, I mean, we got it on that other show that we, you don't like to talk about. <laughs> But, uh, and it what wasn't show? done so great there. So, what show? The other show, you know. <laughs> oh, God. The show that should not be named. It's become like our Voldemort. It's the show. Our Voldemort. You love that show. <laughs> I, you know, I don't love you it. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed no, it. No, I enjoyed didn't it. enjoy you it. Did. There are parts you of it did. I liked. But you enjoyed it. You had a fun time. You're happy you did it. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're really, you loved it. Not really. You loved that. And you loved every minute of it. <laughs> You're a I love what? You loved every minute of it. No, I did not. You're a Gothamite. That is... That's what you are. You're a Gothamite. That is certainly not true. Yes, it is. Hmm. <laughs> like I'm a shoe you're a Gothamite. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's a Nolanite. You're a Shoomy? I'm a Shoomy. Nice. That's what you call diehard uh, Schumacher fans. Shoomies. Ah. Okay. Shoomies. Well, you know who's not a Shoomy? Who? <clears throat> Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So, 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 guys, I gotta put I gotta put a question out to you guys. Have you started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for twenty percent off and free shipping with our code Gotham. So, 
of course, they have the full package for the spring cleaning this year. They have the performance package 4.0, which Pete and I have talked about. Uh, you get the lawnmower 4.0. You just get the, uh, break out the old crop preserver here. Yes, you get the crop preserver, the crop reviver, which of course is the deodorant and toner for your for your jewels. I'm just so, going to put yeah. that on right now. Don't so mind me. All Eric. of that to look forward to. Uh, you know, we have been using it now for a while, but there's a very important important thing about this month as well. Start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighter survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. So guys, also if you go there now, use our code, you can buy a t-shirt from Manscaped that says We Save Balls. Um, and as as one of the cancers that affect only men, obviously testicular cancer and prostate cancer, uh, these are uh, this is something we can support and just make people more aware about uh, how testicular cancer impacts mm-hmm. all of us. So now that I've brought the mood down, talking about cancer, <laughs> well, don't forget noble uh, cause. What noble cause? Of course, it's a noble cause, and like I said, it's not one. Uh, this whole topic is not stuff guys talk about, so I like that we have Manscaped as a partner, so we can kind of bring this to to other guys out there who listen to us. Yeah. So, so guys, don't forget to get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped dot com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped dot com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. So moving right along. We know, well, at least this is a little bit of Eric's stuff we're going to get into right now. So, oh, Eric's stuff. <laughs> so, of course, we know that Obi Wan is coming out in May, and when I got when I saw this little blurb at first, I was like, "Oh no!" They said I saw it was all I saw was Obi Wan gets pushed back. I was like, "Oh crap! How long are they going to do it for?" But it was only two days. Uh, they pushed it back with a two-episode launch instead of doing a, a one-episode launch. It was originally set for May 25th. It will now be coming out on May 27th, which is the mm-hmm. Friday before Memorial Day weekend. So also, there was a little bit of a story about Hayden Christensen putting back on the Darth Vader suit. Uh-oh, he's back, baby. Yes, now as he's I have- He's back, baby! I have been outspoken about my dislike for him in this role. <laughs> so- I don't, uh, come on, me and Rick Shue are all about Christensen's <laughs> Vader, bro. Well, I mean, when he's in the costume, it's fine. I, he's only right. in it for a few seconds in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, so I didn't get to see him. So I guess if he's in the costume, I don't have to see his facial expressions. I'm good with that. I don't know. Um, Rick Shue, Rick Shue, Rick Shue. Oh, Jesus. They were talking about it uh, in Entertainment Weekly. They did a little blurb on, of course, the Obi-Wan show and they talked to him about it and he said well without getting into too much detail it was amazing it was a great honor to put that suit on he continued by saying it was mostly a lot of excitement because I have spent a lot enough time with this character and I felt like I knew him and coming back to it it felt very natural in a lot of ways and I was really just excited to come in and play Darth Vader at this point in the timeline because I did feel like a nat- it did feel like a natural continuation of your journey with the character and that was very meaningful for me so, 
I will say Hayden Christensen's really the only embodiment of the of Darth Vader that we know what he looked like before he wore the suit, right? Like mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, you only see Darth Vader in the suit until the end, and then he's just this charred version with white skin and messed up disfigured head. So in that regard, you know, he he's the embodiment of the picture that we all have, and it's kind of cool that he's getting this opportunity again because if i were hayden christian i would also this would be like great for me this would be an awesome awesome thing for me so i understand it from his standpoint and uh it does it does raise a little bit of level of excitement for the show more for me just Mm -hmm. hearing more stuff talk about it but i honestly do not it really does not mean the thing (laughs) to me that he's back it doesn't nothing Mm -hmm. i thought you'd be all about this no star wars fans are so interesting we are. Who would, who do you think what's his name? Who would win in a fight? Uxus or Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader? Wait, wait, Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader or just Darth Vader, period? Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader. I can't Uxus. answer that. I haven't seen him yet. Uxus. I don't know. Uxus. There's that Uxus. famous Batman versus Darth Vader video. Have you ever seen that? I have. Unfortunately, Batman doesn't win. Oh. It's hard to beat some guy with the force. Well, he has beaten <laughs> Uxus, so that's usually as bad as it gets. Is all right. Uxus. So, Pete, Uxus. are you going to watch Obi Wan? Probably not. I haven't even watched uh, what's his name, the Ma- the, the Mandalorian. You I did it. I thought it. you have. I have to watch it. It's the only Star Wars show. I, right? That's the only Star Wars. It's the only Star Wars show they made. Well, Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just kind of lump them all in because they all wear funny helmets. Um, <laughs> Mandalorian's watch, worth it. I have to watch all of them. I know, I know Star Wars fandom is everyone's all up in arms about Boba Fett. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, hi, suckers. I'm watching Batwoman. Yeah. <laughs> watching a show I like versus you guys complaining about, Okay, I don't know, future scooters. Yeah, that was one of the bad things. They exactly. Were, I was like, yeah. what are you guys talking about? I'm like, I'm watching Batwoman kick ass, fight Poison Ivy, have fun with your floating scooters. <laughs> if I wanted that stuff, I'd watch Back to the Future. Give me a skateboard, bro. No, no, not the same. This was like scooters with Voltron colors, and it just oh, wasn't a good I don't fit. know what that is. If I want to uh, see little green little monster things, I'm watching Gremlins, bro. No, green little monster. What? <laughs> I'm confused. No, no sock puppets here, Rick Show. When did you become this this bro guy? <laughs> okay, bro. Oh, we're going off the rails a little. This you can definitely tell us is a late I, show, guys. Late I hope night. to God Rick listens to this episode. He better listen to this podcast. All right. So, I, what is, I, what is that? I. All right, so let's do, let's get into a little bit of some Steven Spielberg news. What do you say? What do you say about that? Uh, is this, does this actually count as news? It does count as news. I guess because it got reported, but is it really news? Yes. Because <laughs> this was announced back in 2018 and we haven't heard anything about it. So was Cyborg? <laughs> yeah, but hold on a minute. All right. You're forgetting that who is doing this movie. remind me I mean Steven Spielberg is attached to something they're going to keep it alive as long as possible to make sure he wants to do it well Well, the good news is it's going to happen okay really 
it's still in the works. And they, the fear oh, it's cool. going to cost about $200 million. But I wonder why it's going to oh, be so much money because it's a flying movie. Well, it's about DC. Pro, it's a, do you know Black Hawk? I don't know Black Hawk. I don't know much about Black Hawk. No, I don't. Right. So, um, yeah, apparently this was – who's the – I'm sorry. I'm forgetting the the – person's name they spoke to about this and it's very like bad david david knopp or something like that right? yes that's Spider-Man. who it was david i, I, I don't know how to say his name nep david cup maybe or kept i don't know um he's writing the script he's he's been a guy who's who's written with spielberg before I and mean, they've been frequent collaborators and he says we have a script that's very good and we all think it's very good there were a lot of management changes at warner brothers so i think we've just kind of been waiting for that to settle down and for them to decide what they want to do with their dc universe Obviously, obviously, I hope he does it, or if he do, if he or if he doesn't direct it, I hope he produces it and someone great directs it, because it would be a great deal of fun. I'm very fond of the script, and I hope it comes together. But again, that's one of the movies that's going to need 200 million or so. Trying to get those whales off the beach is a big process, which I thought was a very, very interesting phrase. What? Right? Like very interesting phrase. Are getting whales off the beach a common thing? That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I live on the shore. I don't live on the shore. Yeah, I live on an island. And yeah. I live is, on a state that has a shore. Yeah, I don't. But so it. Regardless. Yeah, so it sounds like it's still in development, and they want it to happen. Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, sure, like you know, uh, bring it on. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, he has got he's got a lot of things going on right now. Yeah, this movie called busy. The Fablemans. Um, he's Spielberg, like you know. So I, I, right. I guess it's just kind of like he picks something out. They said, "Yeah, we'll make it when you're ready." And he's like, "Cool, I'll let you know." And that, that's that, as far as I know, as far as I can guess. Yeah, he also wants to resurrect Frank Bullitt, which was the big Steve McQueen character from 1968. Interesting. So he has a lot of things going on. But how the old fact- is Spielberg? He's, he's still going. He's, he's going in his late man. 70s, if not early 80s. He's still going, huh? Like all well, that California sun's good for you. So Justin's going to live forever. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, you know what? I don't know. This um, property that well, it's a World War Two story, but and I mm-hmm. love those kinds of stories usually. So you're a big, uh, what's it called, time period piece guy? You're yeah, I do like piece. period pieces. I will yeah. say, I am a fan of those. So, um, and it's Spielberg. I, I usually give his movies a shot, no matter what. So, uh, yeah, I hope it does happen. But man, two hundred million dollars—that's a lot of money. It's Spielberg, though. He's kind of earned it, right? Oh, he's earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants. He's one of those like, directors. You, know, you where take he's... that shot. You take that shot. You're like, okay, Spielberg yeah. wants two hundred million. He's definitely one of those guys. So, all right. Now, keeping in the Spielberg world, kind of, as we know, famously, Steven Spielberg was um, executive produced the Transformers movies that Michael Bay directed, and uh, to varying levels of um, success. Financially, most of them were very successful. Uh, critically, not so much. Uh, so Michael Bay um, apparently was told by Steven Spielberg that he needs to stop making them. <laughs> and I can tell you, many Star Wars fans, I mean, sorry, Transformers fans. Star Wars. I know, sorry. Star Wars. <laughs> many Transformers fans are very happy that he told them. Now, this is what he said. Um he goes, I made too many of them. Steven Spielberg said, just stop at three. And I said, I'd stop. The studio begged me to a fourth. And then that made a billion two. 
And then I said, I'm going to stop here. And they begged me again. And he's like, I should have stopped, but they were fun to do. Now, the one thing I love about Michael Bay, I'll say this, is he knows who he is and he makes movies like that, right? Yep. Like he doesn't go out of his vein. No, um, he doesn't. He stays in great. that world and he plays in the playground that he built for himself, which is great. I wish there were more directors who were like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and apparently his new movie, Ambulance, which we have talked about because we talked about the trailer. I have to see that. Yes. But apparently it's also very um, – it's doing very well. It got, it got a lot of critical acclaim and um, it's one of his highest critical – right now at least. Uh, critically Good old films. Michael Bay's back. Give me Michael Bay Superman movie. So, Let's do it. Wow. Garrett talks me into it. Michael Bay Superman. Yeah, man. That is not a bad idea. That'd be great. I mean that's what he does. He does those big – bombastic type films and Superman yeah. could definitely be that kind of a no, movie. I love the first Transformers so. movie. I, I, I don't I need do the second Transformers movie. I really enjoy the third one. I never saw the fifth one. I saw the fourth one once in theaters, never again. So like, but the, for the first or the third one, I really, really love those two movies. Um, So, you know, but I also think it's cool that Michael Bay was like, I did them because they were fun. He, like, right. he, you know, say what you want. Like, okay, the movie wasn't what you wanted. It didn't meet expectations. They all made a ton of money. And he said he enjoyed doing it. So it's like, how could you kind of take it away from him if he keeps making you money? You're right. Right? Like, you know, he's just like, he was, he was more than willing to just keep making Transformers movies. And, uh, you know, I've said about the DC Universe multiple times, like, I kind of wish it was like the Transformers movies where after one movie comes out and it's, like, critically and the fans hate it. And they're like, okay, well, here's the third one. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think it was Paramount responded. They're like, all right, here's another one. And it's like, here's another one. And, okay, we're all the way to the front. Right. I'm like, it, but like, I wish Warner Brothers would just keep – I mean, they have, but it takes them a little bit longer. Well, that's the crazy thing. Like, after – I like the first one. The second one is – I enjoy it, but I understand why people don't. The third one is actually pretty good, but yeah. I thought the two with Mark Wahlberg were terrible. And that first one with him made a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, so why would you? Of course they want more. And even the last one, which was the worst by far. I, I haven't seen it so bad, apparently. It made, but it still made $605 million. I mean, <laughs> do you know how much money that is? Like, just think about. I don't know. To me, that's crazy. I don't know how much money it takes to make a Transformers movie. I'm sure it's crazy expensive. I don't know. And again, I totally understand. I love Michael Bay. He's a great director. I think Michael Bay is amazing. He, I will say this. He is a guy's director. Like he, the yeah. movies he makes are spe are really specifically made for guys. Um, just the style of way he shoots things and the women in them and. <laughs> I'm so I'm just saying he definitely. I, love, I, I got no problem saying I love Michael Bay movies. Right, I love Michael Bay. Bad so Boys too. Bad Boys, love them. Yeah, I agree with you, man. So, um, even Pearl Harbor. <laughs> no, that one I don't like. <laughs> but thirteen thirteen hours. That's a good movie. Yeah, um, The Rock is his first film. Oh, that's that right, The Rocky. That's an incredible movie. It's got an incredible cast. Uh, yeah, man. One of Nick Cage's best acting performances. So horrible actor. Yeah, I know. But that I get that new movie with him does look good. Well, I don't him. think I don't think he's acting. Well, <laughs> no, he's playing himself in a movie oh, oh about an actor falling on hard times. Which I think it's great that he did it. Obviously, he needed the money, but I just think it's great. He's he's good enough to know he can he can laugh at himself and do those kinds of things. 
So it was very, very cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that one. All right. So enjoy. we have a there's, a there's a story that came out. It There was a rumor. I remember when it first dropped. I'm like, oh, this can't be real. I can't believe it's going to happen. And apparently we have a an actor and a director now for it. So here it comes. We are getting a reboot of The Crow. Now, obviously, The Crow is the movie that Brandon Lee um, was killed mm-hmm. filming mm-hmm. accidentally. Uh, was shot um, similar to the situation we just had with Alec Baldwin. There were blanks, thought there were blanks in the gun. They weren't got shot. And there have been conspiracy theories that no, it wasn't the case. It was really someone did it on purpose. It was never proven. We don't know, but they are rebooting this, um, this film and Bill Skarsgård who plays Pennywise in it, obviously um, he will be stepping into the crow uh the role of the crow um eric draven is the guy is the name of the Mm -hmm. character so pete did you see have you seen the original crow film oh i love it it's great it's really good um so so how do you feel about them rebooting it do you think this is something uh, it's definitely it's definitely time in my opinion um because there have been a lot of horrible crow movies (laughs) like everything that's basically followed uh the first crow has been bad bad like we're talking bad bad yeah so, uh, and then remember, like recently, wasn't Momoa attached to this at some point? Was he the guy attached? Wasn't that thing? Wasn't Momoa attached to the crew? You might at be some right point? about that. And uh, then he kind of jumped ship for whatever reason, too, which is a bummer because you're like, oh, dude, Momoa, yeah. Clearly, it was the Frosty movie. Oh, shnikes. <laughs> you got him. Got him. <laughs> got him. Um,. But yeah, I mean, I'm down. I think it's time. I, I do. I think it's time. It's been, you know, it's we haven't had a good crow movie since Brandon the movie, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's time. I mean, yeah. I so the team surrounding people, yeah, you need to know about the crow. So the team surrounding the film is actually very sounds very very good. Mm-hmm. So um, Rupert Sanders, who's best known for directing Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. uh, probably he's attached to direct it. But the writer who's writing it. Um, is Zach Balin, who wrote King Richard, the movie that just oh, won. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So uh, that's all positive news for me. Yeah. So it looks like if they're, if they're going to reboot this movie, I'm glad they're putting putting talent. a good effort for yeah. it. It looks like quality talent there. Yes. And again, anytime you have the star of a movie like this die in a tragic fashion, I'm always weird about how they're going to um, – when they do decide, do decide to reboot something like this, it's um, been a long time. No, it has. Like you're right, it's been a very and long remember, time. Remember, they've made sequels, so it, it doesn't. I know <laughs> it kind of has bad sequels. Been in issues. God. So it hasn't been an issue. I mean, Eddie Furlong yeah, played the crow in one of them. Oh, that's right. How many did they make? They made like five, didn't they? I think three. They're not very good. Four. They made four total. Okay, I was close. Yeah, so Oof, rough. That's rough. I don't think I've seen all four. I've probably seen like the second one, parts of the third. So yeah, I've only seen the first two. I haven't seen the last two. I remember it was a big deal though when the first one came out because he had died, and um, I think I went on a date to see. I know it's a weird movie to go see a date on, but I think I did. I think I was on a date the first time I saw the Crow. The Crow, yeah. It's so, a good movie. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. You're an old I man. remember. Old man, look at my life. <laughs> Here we go again. Have to remind me about my age. Great. 
Okay, so sticking with the theme of It and Bill Skarsgård, uh, we got news that there's a prequel series in the works um, at HBO Max. The series is called Welcome to Derry, and it'll begin in the 1960s and the time leading up to the events of the first It. Um, so Andy Muschietti is attached to executive produce along with Barbara and uh, Muschietti and then Jason Fuchs as well. So what do you think, Pete? I'm all in on this. This is, sounds great. Right. You know, uh, the prequel to it would be fascinating. You get to see what Pennywise was up to and who he tortured before he got to the, what did they call themselves? What? I can't remember that group of kids. They came with a name. What are they called? Like the Losers Club or something like that? Yeah. Something like that. It was like, so like, uh, yeah. And I love the, the Moochie movies. So um, I'm really interested to see what he does with The Flash, obviously. Uh, so I'm glad he's a part of this. Um, and just really kind of just I want to dig into that, uh, that world. I wonder if uh, ScarJard will play Pennywise again. Right. That's the one thing that we don't know. We know about the production and the people who are going to be. Um, I hope the crow doesn't interfere with this. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know exactly who will be playing Pennywise. Um, if it is a prequel, it says leading up to the events, I'm going to assume you think we'd only get different? him in spurts anyway. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know what kind of direction, how, how far of a prequel are they going? You know, I have no idea. So we'll see. But it uh, sounds interesting. And like we said earlier, like this is kind of like the HBO Warner Brothers thing. Like we're going to take our hit movies and we're going to try to make TV shows out of them. Right. Like what they're doing with um, Oswald from Colin yeah. Farrell as the Penguin. So who from Creed is going to get a TV show, right? Is it Creed? Is that is that a Warner Brothers thing? I can't is, remember. Is it? I'm not sure. I don't I, know I'm either. just saying that would be like I feel like that would be the next. Well, no, there 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 also has been talk about Dune. Um, oh, Nico would love that. He Dune. Dune. You like that movie, right? I love Dune. It was great. Oh, right. oh you don't go oh, <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't know Romeo over here. That's fantastic. I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. It was great. I loved it. It was. It was, it was fantastic. I'm sorry you didn't like it, but it was great. Ah, I, I, I I'd rather it. watch Attack of the Clones. That movie was terrible. No, dude. Don't you ever listen to Rick Shear talk? Oh, all the time. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we have a choice? <laughs> I love Rick. He I hope he listens to this episode. Get better, Rick, too. I know you're dealing with a little bit of a COVID thing right now, so feel better, brother. <laughs> Uh, definitely want to shout he out. Better but be Pete, listening to this episode, Pete. We need to talk about this though, because this was this is weird. How what? um you tweeted this story out, and it's getting lots of love. <laughs> it's it's the most like popular straight out of Gotham tweet of all time, which is it's crazy. Because it was a slow news day, and I was like, oh, should I post this? Does anyone really care about? It this? is getting so much love. Yeah, I love that it's getting love. I appreciate it, but it's also like out of everything I've done, this it prequel series. <laughs> the other, so Dude, out of all the articles I've retweeted, one hundred and ninety six likes right now, <laughs> and all it is is a link. Forty three <laughs> retweets and nine quote tweets. It's so crazy. It really is. Out of all the things that we've retweeted. Right. You would think it would this. be something more Batman or DC related. No, it's it. <laughs> Welcome to Derry. <laughs> okay. 
But man, but I do want to thank everyone who has liked it and who's who's following yeah, us now because of it. Appreciate you getting out there. Yeah, this is this is cool. But back to all but yeah, I'm definitely like I'm definitely into more of this. Like you said before, this seems to be what HBO Max is doing. Uh, they're creating like these universes around these movie IPs. Um, so I'm down for this. I'm down for this. So and... what do you think we can get out of Shazam? We think we can get like a Darla TV series. I don't think we're going to get some from Shazam. <sighs> no, I think they're that movies. Those movies are going to stay on in big screen. Um, but wasn't there talk about they? I know they killed the the trench movie, but wasn't there talk about doing a show, doing it as a show? I thought there was maybe talk about I don't know I don't that. know that, uh, which would be cool. Me. Like that would be cool. You want to see a trench show or movie? Well, I think if I think you could do stories around that part of the ocean that we saw in Aquaman, like that that group and that storyline mm-hmm. around the trench. Um, I think you could do something regarding that. Uh, okay. I don't know. Um, there's so many ideas you can with all these IPs that they have now. There's so many ideas that, that you can build stuff around. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get maybe the next Justice League will be a show on HBO sure. Max. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. Or it could so, be on the CW. I hope not. Oh, I'm sorry. Right? I don't hate the CW. I don't. I I I did start watching all. I usually do start watching. Flash shows. has been great this season. You should give we'll it a that. shot. Start start from Armageddon and enjoy Flash. Flash is really good. I can't. If, all the CW hate. I'm gonna have the people who love it on Twitter hate me. Like Ryan Hulsman. he loves the CW. If he sees, I love the CW. It's great. He's gonna come at. Come at. I don't but know no. why you, you shouldn't hate the CW. CW is a beautiful network with a lot of. Love. I think it's great for what it's done for the brand. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. Flash, I do. I think it's excellent. Supergirl, Batwoman, Legends, Superman and Lois, Arrow, Superman and Lois, Stargirl. All wonderful stuff. All I agree. Stuff. Just it's fantastic. Batwoman, just fantastic stuff. Batwoman. It's fantastic for what it's done to the brand. I absolutely love incredible. Batwoman, just absolutely fantastic. I'm so happy that it, it's in existence, Batwoman. <laughs> If I say it enough times, you'll watch you it. You think by osmosis? Batwoman. All right. So All right. I wanna end the I wanna end the show today. Um now. <laughs> <laughs> Over. <laughs> no, not now. By uh you know, I think at least I, I think we try to be as civil and as nice and as pleasant as we can be on social media here doing the ah. show. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think we try and res- be respectful for everyone's opinions. Um, but I feel that a lot of times we're drug into stuff that we really have no business being a part of. And I feel like we get pulled into things by certain people where, uh, and of course I'm talking about on Twitter and social media, where uh, we kind of have, we kind of have to like say something. We can't just let it go anymore because at some point, you know, you like you said, you either got to step in it or rise above it, right? That's how I feel. You either got to step into something or rise above it. And Pete, I didn't tell you I was going to talk about this 
on air. So this is a shock to you right now. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, throw you there. But there are certain individuals out there that like to uh, call us things and, and, and say some really terrible things about us. And quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Now I'm sick of it. So I feel like we need to address it. Uh, this is this is interesting. <laughs> Where's my popcorn here? Like, what's I don't know what's going on. Like, where's the bourbon? <laughs> so all I have is water. <laughs> so whether it's from our affiliation with Batman on film, um, which we know has caused. Uh, we've been lumped into things because of that, right? We've been lumped into things in the past because of our affiliation there or um, topics we may have discussed here or, you know, somehow these things that people don't hear or don't, but they don't listen to us, but they get back to them somehow in some crazy way. Who knows how that happens, right? But that apparently it does. And uh, then we'll have these nice little tweets about us where they'll will tweet something and then they'll screenshot it and put it on their tweet. So we can't come back and defend ourselves because we don't know what's out there. And then you see it and you're, you're like, wait, like what happened? Like why, you know, if I don't mind people talking about me, that's fine. But at least give me a chance to respond. Like at least include me in that original retweet or, or whatever you're doing. Quote, quote, tweet me, not a screenshot of me. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. so the people out there i mean i could name names um part of me really wants to name names but i feel like i'm just adding to their patheticness at that point and i I don't you know (laughs) i don't want to give them that credit so i've said this before and i'm going to say it again if this gets back to those people you know who you are do not talk about me pete any of us in our group, you know my group, you know us. We, we're very vocal about how friendly we are with each other. Keep our names. Like Will Smith said, <laughs> keep our names out your mouth. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to hear it. And if you're going to say something, come right at us. You know how to get in touch with us? We're all very, We're all visible on our social media. If that's how you want to do it, come at us. And uh, we can have a discussion. We can have a chat. We can have a talk. If you live close enough, we can meet in person. I have no problem meeting anybody. And let's discuss this. Because apparently what we do really impacts your lives, which to me is kind of pathetic anyway, but it really impacts you in, in some certain way. So I just wanted to put that out there. I'm sorry, Pete. I didn't tell you about this, but I had to put it out there. Uh, when keeping it real goes, Eric. Because <laughs> I am so tired. I was like, I wish these. I was like, wait, there's people out there who pay attention. <laughs> Do they follow me on Twitter? Yes. Can they follow me on Twitter? People steal your stuff and don't give you credit for it. Uh, well, I, 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 that is very true. And they know who they are. Right? They know who they are. And those who know who they are know who I'm talking about. Yes. So, I mean, I just, you know, 
if if you guys are still listening and you didn't say, oh, Eric's just ranting, we're going to turn off the show now, (laughs) that's fine. But if you're still listening, just know also that I know Pete and I really appreciate our fans. Uh, You know, we got to meet. We have fans. We got to. (laughs) We do have fans, though. It's crazy, but we do have fans. Um, We got to meet some of you in Texas, which was awesome. Um, It was just great. It's just great. And I love doing this. But the dirty side of it sometimes does get to me. And I'm just speaking on it. I'm not going to do this again. It's the last time. So what happens next time? (laughs) What happens the next time? Pete, if you have anything to add, you can. I just want to know what happens next time. Like, what What? makes you think this is going to stop? No, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this again. That's what I'm saying. This is it. I'm not talking about it anymore. Um, I've done it in print. I've done it in print before. Now I've done it verbally. Um, And that's it. That's all I had to say about that. So again, to all of our fans, we love you. Thank you again for supporting us. Uh, We love doing this. It's a lot of fun for us. Um, And we just want to keep doing it. So for all of you out there who love and appreciate us, we thank you back as well. All right. Rant over. Pete, tell people where they can find you. Uh, You can find me at angryericholzman at (laughs) gmail.com. You can also find me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. And you can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're listening to right now, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. That's straight out of Gotham on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow podcast number two that I co-host with the uh, dynamic duo of Chicago of Nicholas and Nico Caruso. That's Italians for Spidey. Uh, it's the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. And don't forget podcast number three, Straight Outta Gamma, the Hulk Book Club. That is a Hulk podcast that I co-host with my good buddy, Ryan Lauer. We're going to dive deep into the Hulk and we're just going to have fun with a character that we know uh, a decent bit amount, not crazy, uh, a, a, not a crazy amount of information. So we're going to kind of learn on the way as well. So we're going to have fun with that over at Straight Outta Gamma, the Hulk Book Club. You'll find that on this RSS feed right here on the straight out of Gotham feed. So that'll be me and Ryan Lauer. So that's three podcasts for you guys to listen to. You could also find my reviews on batmanfilm.com for detective comics, for Batwoman, uh, for a bunch of other things. Uh, you can check out Batman on film YouTube for my interviews with Mr. Uslin and Tara strong and Kevin Conroy and all that jazz. And I have toy reviews up there. Uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, check out at team yellow oval because, uh, the, the Flash movie is going to have Keaton in the Oval, and it's back in print. We're all having fun. We're dancing like it's Prince in 1989. And, uh, you know, now I'm going to pass you on to the great champion of Long Island. <laughs> My inspiration. Wow. And, and a peaceful man. No vengeance here. <laughs> Here's Eric Colesman. Thank you, Pete. And I'm looking forward to the straight out of Gamma. I want to... I wanna... Me and Ryan are so excited to do uh, this together. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be new. We're going to have a blast. I can't wait. I can't wait to thanks. Thank to, you to hear that. that Straight podcast. out of the with the Hulk Book Club. Yes, I know. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, guys, you can find me on Twitter at finally thirty three spell finale thirty three. Same as on Instagram, you can find my reviews for Titans and interviews with various celebrities from certain dc properties i have jerry o'connell and rebecca romaine and megan tandy and rachel scars and from pete's favorite batwoman oh you can find those all that stuff up on batman on film i have a couple op-eds i've written in the past Uh, a lot of good stuff content up there for me um look out for 
all nicked up. It is coming. Um, we're going to do a couple episodes and then I'm going to release them, release them all in one little block. So all nicked up is coming. Of course, we'll be talking about the plight of the New York Knicks because that's what it is to be a Knicks fan. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. I'm looking, looking forward to it. Oh, jeez. Um, and I'm looking so forward to getting it out there so everyone can kind of com- comment on that. Guys, Pete and I want ideas for any live streams that you want to see us do. Oh, how about let's get Eric's ass into a comic book store to buy <laughs> comics. How about that? That's a live That'd stream? Great. Yeah, it's called Watch Eric Buy Comic Books. <sighs> oh, anyway. Anyway, if you guys have any ideas of stuff you want us to talk about on SOG Tonight or on the Iceberg Lounge. Why um, doesn't Eric buy comic books? Jesus. We have to... <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is gonna go on for a week <laughs> we have to you know we like planning we want to get more people involved so if you guys have ideas we definitely would love to um hear your thoughts also star wars review shows that i definitely want to do but also if any of you out there are interested in starting your own podcast and you don't know how to do it hit me up hit me up on twitter i will help you out get you going Professor Holzman. Um, start um start you on your podcast journey because it can be overwhelming at first. Uh, but once you get into a groove, it's not that difficult to do. Um so I think that's everything I want to get. Eric Holzman School of Technology proudly <laughs> presents Podcasting 101. What? I'm trying to help people, man. God. Anyway. The E H S T. Jesus. Look at you. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell the people outside? Oh, I want Justin to make us a t-shirt with like a logo that looks like a high school team, the Eric Holzman School of Technology. Are you done mocking totally me so, we can, so no, we can sign I'm off? No, I'm mocking you. <laughs> no. I want Justin to make t-shirts. All right, I'm just going to end the show because it just has to end. It's, oh, yeah. it's quarter to two in the morning and we are slap happy right we now. We did this for the fans. We did it for the fans, yes. All right. Bong. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I think Pete's drunk, guys. I wish. I think he is. <laughs> All right. So for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Out of Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!